welcome back to a Clubfoot Mom podcast. I'm your host and fellow Clubfoot Mom, Maureen Hoff. On today's episode, I'm going to talk about the various opportunities that you'll inevitably encounter where you will have the ability to advocate for your cutie along their treatment journey. I want to first restate, as I do a lot in these podcasts, that this I'm not giving you medical advice. This should not be construed as medical advice. And if you have specific medical questions, please contact your medical professional. This is simply about a parent's ability to advocate for their child and how that looks while working within the medical community. So I want to start off by saying that before my cutie was diagnosed with clubfoot, I was in no way a pro or even remotely good at advocating in general, even with my older girls. And after even three years of clubfoot treatment, I still consider myself a work in progress when it comes to advocating for my child. It's just outside of my comfort zone. It's not something I'm naturally good at and something that I have to push myself in order to do because it Advocating can also mean, at least in my head, some sort of confrontation with somebody, like saying, no, I'm not going to do that, or it leads to conflict. And I I don't know if that's actually true, if, but that's my perceived idea of it. And I struggle with that concept, the advocating versus the conflict and the confrontation and how that all interplays together. So... I will say that there was definitely a change in my whole thinking when my cutie was diagnosed with clubfoot. I remember in utero very vividly the next day after we got the diagnosis telling my husband like there was a before clubfoot diagnosis mom and now there's an after clubfoot diagnosis mom. I in 24 hours after the diagnosis had made this decision that I was going to do the most research I could about something I knew nothing about. I was going to ask the questions that I didn't feel comfortable asking. I was going to call the insurance company. I think this started from the moment. I mean, that day that we found out, they said you can create, you know, set up, they wanted us to set up a second fetal ultrasound a more in-depth one just to confirm the diagnosis and to go through anything more in-depth that might have been going on congenitally. And they said, well, we'll get in contact with you. But that, like, honestly, the next day, that wasn't good enough. I was like, have you sent in the referral yet? And no, I haven't. Okay, well, I'm going to call the hospital directly and I'm going to schedule my own appointment and then you can send the referral. Like, there was just this change in my willingness and what I was willing to do in order to advocate for myself and for my child that was not even born yet. Like I wasn't willing to wait. Um, And in the past I had, I'd be like, oh, well, it's been a week. But this time I was like, there was a sense of urgency that I had never felt before. And I think that urgency then pushed me into advocating. Um, So I definitely think there was a big change once I had heard the diagnosis. And I think my first opportunity to really advocate after we had the fetal ultrasound confirmed was to set up the clubfoot doctor consultation. Like I had done a bunch of research about which doctors were using the Ponsetti method according to Ponsetti. And 
which had the most experience within our local area and even surrounding outside states. I'd had um, different communications with different doctors and we decided on a local doctor, localish. I mean, they, they're like an hour and a half away uh, where they were practicing at, at our children's hospital. And I set up a consultation appointment. And I, for that consultation appointment, had a list of at least 75 questions that I wanted to have answered. And eventually I broke those down into different sections, ones that were just about Ponsetti method, ones that were about casting, ones that were about support, and then ones that were about potential relapse. And I got most of those answered in that consultation. And... I think it was my first step to being like, listen, I can equip myself with knowledge that will then help me advocate for my child, that will then help me choose the right doctor for myself. Instead of my old path of kind of sticking my head in the sand, choosing the doctor based on whoever was recommended to me, because I had a lot of doctors recommended to me. And by further looking in, I was like, nope, they're not doing exactly the Ponsetti method the way that I've read needs to be done. So those recommendations didn't mean anything to me in the way that they did before she was diagnosed. So I think there was just a change in my mindset. And that led me to going, okay, I am responsible for this child. I'm responsible for her treatment. And I need to equip myself with the best possible information so that I can do the best job that I can. I'm not going to be perfect and I'll make mistakes. And I did. Um, in the end, I wish we would have chosen a different doctor to do her casting, but we didn't, and it worked out. But I didn't make all the right decisions. It was just about making the most informed decision I could and the best decision at that best time, for the right decision for the right time, and for my child. So I think that first opportunity that you can really advocate is preparing yourself for that consultation. Have a list of what are your need-to-know questions. I probably didn't get all 75 answered if I'm going to be 100% straight. Um, there are probably questions with sub-questions and all that stuff. But if you have a list of at least 10 that you're like, these are the questions that are vital and their answers are going to make my decision about whether I am going to seek treatment with this doctor or not, can really help you advocate for your kid. I think a lot of that is the Ponsetti method questioning. So a lot of mine, like I said, were Ponsetti method. Know your know about the Ponsetti method. Do some research. Read a book about it. Read, uh, go on websites that have information about it, and really dive in deep so you have a knowledge of what that is, not just the doctor. I think that's part of advocating for me that I'd never done before. I always thought doctor knew best, so the doctor would tell me what to do. And in this situation, and in clubfoot treatment. I was like, but I have to partner with the doctor. I saw that more. Like it's my, this is my little, little, little baby that's going to be starting treatment. And I'm responsible for that little baby. So I need to make, partner with my doctor to make the right decisions. And that's partially by me being informed about what the Ponsetti look, method looked like, what I was supposed to expect, and the questions that then the doctor answered so that we could decide if we were, if that was the right fit. It wasn't a situation where somebody was going to tell me what I needed to know. I already knew a lot. And I think that helped me feel more confident in advocating and asking questions than I had been in the past.
think another way that you can advocate another opportunity will be during that casting process. Ask questions until you get the answers you need. That's one thing that we really struggled with with our casting doctor. We'd ask, how are the foot progressing? And he'd say something like, as they need to be, which didn't really answer the question and really didn't give us any concrete. So we'd keep asking, but we just eventually stopped and we were just following his lead, which then put us in a very uncomfortable situation. I didn't feel like I was getting the answers that I needed. And while her casting was inevitably successful with that doctor, and I'm so grateful for that, I wish that I would have pushed harder. I wish I would have advocated and said, no, listen, I need to know like exactly what you're saying. And I'm not trying to be pushy. I think that's in my mind. I think advocate is also synonymous with pushy, but I don't think it has to be. I think that you can ask the questions and you can get the answers that you need by simply wanting information and going about it, going, listen, I'm the one caring for my child and making medical decisions. Yes, you're performing the medical diagnosis and you're treating it at this point in the casting, but I I also need to make decisions and I need knowledge to make those decisions. So I think it's another opportunity. And if something feels off in the casting, ask about it. If you're like, oh, this doesn't look exactly right. Like we talked about in those red flags for casting, um, for the casting, then ask about it. Push for it. You know, don't don't give up if they don't give you an answer. Just keep asking. I think another opportunity is what pediatrician you use, right? So we have a pediatrician that we absolutely love with our older girls and with our youngest. And he didn't have any experience, direct experience with a clubfoot child before our cutie was born. And I think there's a really good opportunity for you to advocate and to not educate, because I don't like to say that in, I don't know, maybe that's too pretentious for me, like educate the doctor about it, but just give them experience with it, right? We had experience. We knew a little bit more about what the diagnosis was going to entail and what treatment was going to look like because I'd done a lot of research. So work with your pediatrician, talk to them about it, explain what's happening, and One of the things that we really, I think that we did well was that we advocated and worked with our pediatrician about the immunization schedule, right? So during those first few months of life, your baby gets a lot of immunizations. And some of those immunizations happen during that casting or are scheduled to happen. So we didn't want the immunizations to impact the casting so we worked with our pediatrician to come up with a different time frame, a different schedule. So we pushed out our two-month, I think, immunizations to a couple weeks or three weeks later, which then meant we kind of put put us off schedule for the next year of immunizations. But our pediatrician was great. And if I wouldn't ask for that, and if we would have just pushed and said, uh, okay, I guess we'll do the immunizations on top of the casting, which I know other parents have done and they've had success with, but we didn't feel comfortable with that. In actuality, during her first week of Boots and Bar, she was scheduled to get those two-week immunizations two weeks late, like two days after she transitioned. And I called them on the way home from the hospital, and I was like, listen, her legs need a break. Like, we need a break. Her legs need a break from the cast. There's swelling just because there was slight swelling because the cast had been on there for three weeks. She just needs some time. And they were great. And they said, absolutely, let's push it back a couple weeks. 
and we did, and it wasn't a problem. And I was so grateful that I asked. Part of advocating is just asking, saying, this is what we would like. Is this possible? A lot of the times the answer is going to be, yeah, let's work together to find a different solution. I just never had done that or even had to think about that with my older two girls. So this presented a different opportunity. Another big part that I always tell parents when I talk to them or other clubfoot moms or things that we've always discussed is trusting your gut. A lot of advocating for your kid is feel, listening to what your instincts are telling you and then going with it. So if something's telling you there's something off with the casting and you might need a second opinion, look into it. Don't ignore that feeling. Go, okay, something, that feeling's here for nothing. And I'm telling you from a very anxious mom, I've always been an anxious mom, so I'm always worried. I always have to kind of balance that. Am I worried because I'm anxious or am I worried because this my instinct's telling me something? And I think it's a you have to walk that line, but I always err on the side of trusting your instincts. If you think you need a second opinion, what's the harm in getting one? Um same goes for like the whole journey, right? Like if you run into skin issues and you get a blister and the medical team is saying, don't take a break from the boots and bar, but you feel like oh, she just needs, you know, five hours of freedom during 23 hours. If she, she just needs a bath and the team's telling you maybe something different, go push yourself to go with what you think. You're the one hands on on deck with your baby every day, especially when you get to that boots and bar section. You're seeing what that is, your impact, it's your impact. So you make some decisions about what you think is right. Now I'm not saying ignore medical advice. That's not the purpose of this, but it's also that balance of advocating for your child by listening to your own instincts because you know your child best. And I think a lot of parents have found success in the fact that they go, okay, I, let's, let's find a balance between these two things. I know I have this feeling that this is what my baby needs and I'm going to try it. And then if it doesn't work out, then you go, okay, let's go back to the drawing board. But I had come from a place where I really listened to doctor knows best. Doctor's going to tell me what to do and I'm going to do it. And I never questioned that. And with the clubfoot diagnosis and on our treatment journey, I've really realized that I also have my own say and have the ability to stand up and even question, asking questions. Why is this necessary? Can we do this instead? Um, what is your experience like with this? What should I be looking for? Asking questions, advocating doesn't mean you have to be confrontational. doesn't mean you have to be pushy. It means just going forward outside of your comfort zone if you're not used to it and thinking about what your baby needs and how you as their parents can help them get there. I hope you guys found this information helpful and that you can find your own kind of feel for advocating for your child through the dream treatment process and know that it's kind of an ever-evolving situation. One day might be you might be really proud of yourself because you really did a great job advocating and the next day you may be like, oh man, I really should have asked more questions before I said that. It's a learning experience just like the whole club treatment journey is. So 
I appreciate you taking the time to listen today. As always, if you want to share, subscribe, follow, please do. You can contact me at my Instagram handle at at Clubfoot Chronicles Mom. If you have any other questions or just want to reach out to, re to me directly, I would love to hear from you. All right. Until next time, guys.